Hello, darlings. It is I, the one and only emotional labor queen, broadcasting from my home in Berlin, Germany. In this podcast, I talk about feelings, emotions, drama, desire, resentment, the serious and the silly. And most importantly, I answer all your matters of the heart. I have a very important question to ask all of you. Do you think I'm hot? Because if you do, just imagine how hot I would be if I could collect enough money to go through with my gender-affirming surgery. I'm currently trying to collect cash money, honey, to chop my ducking tits off, or as much as them that can be chopped off. And it would mean the world to me if you would support me by sharing this on whatever social media you are on. The link is in my Instagram bio and on Spotify. This is something I've been wanting to do for over a decade, and it turns out you gotta ask for what you want. So I am asking all of you, if all of my listeners donated one euro each, it would be chop chop for me in no time. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. I recently realized I had prepared a whole podcast for Pisces season, but never recorded it. That was six months ago, half a year ago. If you have seen me or my art, did you come to my exhibitions this year in Berlin or Zagreb or Malmö? Thank you. And if not, and you're just like, let's get this goddamn podcast going, your feelings are valid. Anyways, this is what my notes said back then. War has broken out in Europe again. Over two million people are fleeing their homes. This war is different in the way that one can follow it on social media. TikToks from bomb shelters, Lives on Instagrams while people are walking mile after mile along Ukrainian highways. 
And then there's, of course, the usual competition on who has the right opinion online, who has the wokest reaction, who has the sharpest meme, and who can gain the most followers by reinforcing their own personal opinions as truths. A similar online behavior happened in 2020 with the death of George Floyd. If you were someone that wanted to become popular on the gram, if you wanted to get recognition for how tremendously anti-racist you actually are, that was a great time. There is a shady corner of the, not only the queer community, but humans in general, where we are quick to point fingers and the black and white thinking becomes so strong no pun intended, meaning I am right. And if you don't 100% agree with me, you are wrong. Meanwhile, people are dying. Animals are dying. One of the oldest Jewish memorials from the Second World War was bombed. No one cared. It is not news to me or any other Jewish person that the queer left persistently forgets about Jewish people, including Ukrainian Jews. But the blatant anti-Semitism and severe anti-Slavic xenophobia I've seen on my Instagram. How many times can I say the word Instagram? I don't know. On my Instagram feed lately has been tiring. The highly anti-Semitic motive behind this war is not really talked about because that makes it too complicated and that won't look well in whatever shitty pastel color you choose for your infograph. And I love pastel colors. Let's put our phones down. Let's throw our phones into the ocean. Let's pick Ostsee. Let's use seashells as our new phones. Let's start a habit of reading to gain reliable sources. If you can't read, maybe an audiobook is something for you. Let's start engaging in kind conversation. I am so tired of seeing people pretend to be for the community when what they actually really want is to be gamers. Being an influencer is not important. I don't want to see one more fucking recipe for healthy oatmeal with a hashtag anti-racist oatmeal. Being an influencer is not important. Being real with each other is. Let's acknowledge that it's okay to be uninformed and that it takes time to be informed. And that's okay. That's all. So yeah, I was going through it. And here I am in Virgo season going through it again. At this point in our current political and actual climate, it's hard to stay optimistic. And it's hard to feel as if what one is doing is important. It's enough. It's kind of like yelling out into a crowd of Ariana Grande fans that Ariana Grande is a black fishing racist. No one hears you. No one believes you. And actually, the act of doing it makes you feel kind of annoying and very out of place. When that happens, it's helpful to become a witness to oneself. I am witnessing this lonely feeling. And by doing that, might I become a witness to someone else's lonely feeling? And maybe, maybe, baby, we can witness this madness together. Je suis pas tout seul à être tout seul 
Ça fait déjà ça de moins dans la tête Et si je comptais combien on est Beaucoup Tout ce à quoi j'ai déjà pensé Dire que plein d'autres y ont déjà pensé Mais malgré tout je me sens tout seul Du coup j'ai parfois eu des pensées suicidaires et j'en suis peu fier On croit parfois que c'est la seule manière de les faire taire Ces pensées qui me font vivre un enfer Ces pensées qui me font vivre un enfer que moi qui ai la télé et la chaîne culpabilité mais faut bien changer les idées pas trop quand même sinon ça repart vite dans la tête et c'est trop tard pour que ça s'arrête c'est là que j'aimerais tout oublier du coup j'ai parfois eu des pensées suicidaires et j'en suis peu fier on croit parfois que c'est la seule manière de les faire taire Ces pensées qui me font vivre un enfer Ces pensées qui me font vivre un enfer Et je sais vraiment pas quoi faire de toi Justement réfléchir C'est bien le problème avec toi Tu sais j'ai mûrement réfléchi Et je sais vraiment pas quoi faire de toi Justement réfléchir C'est bien le problème avec toi Dear Emotional Labor Queen, I'm beyond excited to write to you with the one matter of my heart that has made dating and approaching sex for me very, very difficult. I'm a lesbian whose first years of sexual experiences were mostly A. non-consensual and B. with men. Ugh! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. In my teenage years, dealing with compulsive heterosexuality, and the trauma thereof, I always had boyfriends. My deepest condolences. I was low-key, I always had boyfriends I was low-key afraid of and only had sex with these kind of predatory men which never satisfied me. I have never to this day had an orgasm with a partner, dot, dot, dot. Since I left me pretending to be straight in the past, I had a couple of experiences with women and femmes that were nice, but overall, I'm just very inexperienced and shy when it comes to sex. Because I never experienced sex as something pleasurable, it's very hard for me to now let loose and actually enjoy sex with women and maybe even orgasm. I don't really know what I like sexually, 
and I'm afraid I might disappoint a potential partner, so now I just never have sex. Now, my question, how the hell do I go about this now? I want to definitely leave this virgin state of mind behind me before I turn 30 later this year, but I also don't want to tell people I'm so inexperienced because I don't think that's sexy. SOS! By the way, I'm a cancer. Thank you for the work you're doing. Heart emoji times three. Dearest cancer darling, thank you for trusting me with your matters of the heart. My deepest apologies that this reply to your question is six months late and you've already had your 30th birthday, but maybe you will enjoy what I have in store for you anyways. Please don't be angry with me. Growing up in compulsive heterosexuality is so ducking harmful. And first of all, I am very, very proud of you from my lesbian heart to yours of your journey and how far you've come making these huge transitional shifts in your life demand not only a lot of bravery, but also strength. So please, please pat yourself on the back and tell yourself, good job. You did it. You literally did it. You broke free. And here you are. Okay, so orgasming. It's not easy for everyone. I would say it's not easy for most people. And it often takes practice. When you think about it, sex is kind of vague and also a little absurd. We are told that sex is natural, but the sexual behavior we are conditioned to is not so-called natural. It's all made up. It's not instinctual. It's kind of fake. We don't get any proper education on sex. No one teaches you how to come. It's all about sexual reproduction and how to not get pregnant. Jesus Christ, my sex ed sucked so badly. It was so bad. It taught me nothing. Not only are men the worst, but from what I've heard, they are really bad at ducking. The patriarchal violence that happens in the bedroom is so severe. And I'm not talking about the literal definition of violence here. But the fact that heterosexual men simply don't care enough about women to make them come. I've never had sex with a heterosexual man. But as a dyke who grew up with heterosexual friends, just hearing the horror stories, <laughs> I dare to say I know a thing or two about women who do not get to experience pleasure. I say women referencing the girls of my childhood aka not gendering you as you did not give me your pronouns. Which really makes you think, is heterosexual sex actually a sexual act of pleasure or purely the primal need for human reproduction? The glory of gay sex, the glory of lesbian sex, the glory of queer sex is that the focus is not on making babies. The focus is pleasure. The focus is the joy of the human body or bodies. And what could we possibly be doing to that body or bodies? What makes our brain sparkle? What makes us feel alive? When everything is bullshit, at least your body has the capability of making you feel great. Every sexual journey starts with masturbation. If you know what you like, 
You can start imagining what someone else might like. You can start guiding another person when you have sex with them. Hey, this is what I like, etc. When one embarks on this journey and the concept of pleasure is still a fairly new concept, I cannot recommend toys enough. Vibrators, not sure if you have them, but vibrators change people's lives. What you are going to do is you're going to go online and get yourself a sex toy. It doesn't have to be expensive. You could spend 30 bucks on a sex toy. That's 30 bucks well spent. I suggest vibrator. You obviously can choose whatever toy you want. I am suggesting a vibrator because um, I'm going to try to formulate myself so I don't get totally x-rated. But let's just say external pleasure is often the key for someone who's never had an orgasm or who is new at orgasming. We have a set of nerves on the outside. One area in particular, and I can only truly recommend that you start with that area. The obsession with penetration comes from an obsession with reproductive sex. Reproductive sex is not the road to pleasure. Going to town on the inside of yourself is intermediate. You're a beginner. Let's crawl before we run. And in a while, you, you, you're starting to jog. You get back to me and we'll talk F to the isting. Also, important, there are different kinds of orgasms. And the one that you experience with your clit is going to be much easier to attain. This means you are going to have to prioritize your own pleasure. What time is it? It's five o'clock. It's time to draw the curtains, put on some relaxing music and get to town and get to town. I recently found out there are vibrators that are automatically shaped. It's basically a vibrator that's shaped like a vulva. Mind blown. Very lesbian. About your internal shame. Listen, when I was a teenager, I thought I would never have sex in my entire life. Everyone else around me was having sex, gross sex, like I previously mentioned, but still, I had no idea how to even do it. I couldn't even imagine what queer sex would look like. Was I ashamed? Yes. Did I tell anyone about it? No. When someone asked me about my sex life, was I honest? Absolutely not. I lied. I lied through my teeth. Admittedly, I was a teenager. Teenagers lie. My point is, who is going to know? Who is going to know how much or how little sex you had in your life? No one cares. No one keeps count. Each sexual encounter is going to be different and you are going to do so great. I am sure that you will get the hang of it very soon. Please don't overthink this bit. Easier said than done. But it's actually quite healthy to not have the self-image of, I know what sex is like, because everyone's different. Everyone's totally unique. And people like different kinds of shit. You might have sex 1000 times and then you meet someone and they like to have sex another way. And then that, that would still make you a beginner. Sex happens in the mind. Sex happens in the possibility of sex happening. Sex happens in the... That was my cat. 
Sex happens in the exchange of glimpses. Sex happens when you touch someone's hand. Sex is not only the physical act of slipping and sliding. Sex is also the fantasy, the opportunity, the desire, the longing, the yearning. Don't underestimate the power of someone who is ready for pleasure. And that someone, my sweet darling, is you. Dear Emotional Labor Queen, I am coming to you with a sensitive and possibly crazy question. I have... Kosher, bitte. Okay, you found your toy. I'm very happy. Okay. I have fallen absolutely in crush with someone. I say crush as I don't know this person very well and am of the same mind to understand that I couldn't be in love with them. As I don't know them, but I have a crush that feels like love on them. There's a service online that lets you pay a small fee to access the address where someone is registered. My dilemma is this. Do I use this service and get the address so that I can serenade my crush? Parenthesis love? Question mark. Or is this overstepping? One part of me feels that it's not so bad as that it's available to me? Question mark. Another part of me feels ashamed and as if it's way too much and boundary crossing. What do you think? What is the right answer? Is it okay to cross boundaries if the outcome is positive? Lost and confused. Dear lost and confused, thanks for trusting me with your matters of the heart. A couple of years ago, someone looked up my address using that same service, and they started hanging out outside of 
where I used to live. And they proceeded to message me things like, I like the blue sweater you're wearing yesterday, Tuesday, 27th at 1645 on the specific street, etc. Um, just detailed things about what I was wearing, when I was wearing them, what I was wearing them to. They started keeping track of when I went to the grocery store near my house, what I was buying, what I was doing. Um, it was stalking. That's stalking. And it was so obvious to me at that time, this person is mentally ill in a way that makes them do things while not understanding how ducked up it is to try to get close to another person by kind of controlling them or aiming to control them. So I sent them the info of all these therapists I knew had open spots because I was still fulfilling my duty as an emotional labor queen. And then I blocked them. I know that's not what you want to do. And I know you're telling me that you what you want to do is different. I recognize that you are dramatic and romantic. And I also recognize that you want to exercise this drama and romance in a way that's not socially acceptable. And I don't want to blame you for it. I actually want to talk about it. The socially acceptable way of showing interest in another person changes quite drastically depending on where you are in the world, when we are in the world, what year is it, what is our social context. Not only does it change depending on our particular context, but also in general, the mainstream way of showing love or interest in another has changed so much that emotionally it's understandable if one does not keep up. Just the fact that we as a species right now are debating socially acceptable behavior when it comes to flirting online through a little rectangle of neoliberal hell sliding into the DMs. Is it okay to write a stranger on the internet all of a sudden? Is it more okay or less intense if it's responding to their story? What happens if I like a post from three years ago, etc.? These are all brand new problems. We keep hashing out the details of what is correct behavior and the rules are always changing. Most of us get the memo and some of us don't. It's a fine line. The current romantic climate is so hyper individual. You are supposed to be emotionally present but not too clingy and God forbid you cross that line. It's over. We all know it. It's over. If you are deemed as too much or too clingy, you will be rejected, capital R. You have to be the perfect amount of independent, secure, available, and unavailable. You have to be a little mysterious. You have to be busy with something. You have to find fulfillment outside of your relationship. You have to be healthy and excited to be alive. Otherwise, you're not very desirable. These are all things we're learning therapy. This is what we see in the media. This is what almost every self-help book on the shelf is teaching us. This is absolutely the only socially acceptable way of approaching a relationship in 2022. I am not saying this is right, this is wrong. I'm just saying it's difficult and it's nuanced. There's a huge difference between what we want to do versus what we actually do. Can I relate to the feeling of being full of desire for another person? Yes, I can. When I am in love, 
do I want to let the whole world know? Probably, but do I stand? Do I stand (laughs) in a public space and sing out my love? I do not. And, you know, for a long time, romance was not really about one's object of desire, but about the personal experience of the person having the crush, the love, the intense feelings. It was less about the other person that you desired and much more about yourself, my feelings, the love I am feeling. That is the most important thing. And it is much less important whether the other person that one loves is interested back or not to be able to love in itself regardless of the response. Do you want to serenade this person because you think it's a romantic gesture, because you have the immense desire to sing out your love? Or is it because you think the other person who has not consensually given you their address would find this gesture romantic? Who is this romance for? In feminist discourse, at least the one I'm aware of, the past five years have been especially active regarding a push for consent beyond yes or no. This means regular checking in with the other person. Are you still interested in this? And this also means that you can revoke your consent at any time, meaning stop. One reason for this push is it is possible to make someone feel so uncomfortable and threatened that they say yes, even if they don't want to, because they're scared. Technically, they have consented yes, but actually is not what they want. I don't want to portray you as a predator. However, this phrasing, is it worth crossing boundaries if the outcome is positive? My answer to that is, if you have to cross boundaries, the outcome will never be positive. It is non-consensual. You are writing, one part of me feels that it's not so bad as it is available to me. And you know, with that mindset, really anything goes because this world is rotten. Child pornography is also available to you. Does that mean you should consume it? When I started getting those anonymous messages describing exactly what I was doing, what I was wearing, and when I was doing them, they gave me so much anxiety that for a period I had a very hard time leaving my house. I didn't want to be constantly perceived And I didn't want this stranger who I had no idea who it was to silently observe me. Who knows how many hours they spent creeping outside in the cold winter just to make sure they didn't miss my movements. How many hours are you going to spend this fall and winter? How many hours are you going to spend being a person that doesn't care about someone else's privacy? If you want to know where someone lives, if you want to spend time with them, you have to get to know them. And maybe they'll invite you over to their house. That's usually how that goes. Making connections with other humans is something that requires two willing participants. You cannot force yourself into someone else's life. Rose Quartz Blessings, XOXO.
Mikey's auch nur Schuhe, Reebok Ich zieh sie an und steig rein im siebten Stock Aus der Wohnung durch den Flur In den Aufzug, lauf raus in die Blocks Das so ist mein und ich NYD-Block Kraft die AB und ich Iglutsch Mein Park bleibt Afrika, hier siehst du keine Amis In der Siedlung, Messerstiche, Kopf und Knieschuss Kopflos, Highkick, Nase, Kieferbruch Kiss, Renat, wie Chucky, die Mörderpuppe Du kriegst ohne Grund ein Stich in die Brust Du Hundesohn, ergreifst die Flucht so wie wir Von der Kripo, außer du kaufst Schlecht dich nur für viel Geld, dann komm in die Hut Mathilden, Viertel, Hermann, Dealer, Diebe Räuber, Mörder, Kinder sind kaputt im Kopf Nennen sie KKK oder Gestörte Kriegsgebiet, meine Herkunft Der Grund, warum mein Vater herkam Vorname, Arsch, Nachname, Gewalt Steht in meinem Dokument, den Pass vom Jackman Pass vom Jackman, Pass vom Jackman Engel im Herz, Teufel im Kopf Teufel im Kopf, Engel im Herz, Teufel im Kopf Hör auf die Stimme in dir, hör auf die Stimme in dir Hör auf die, hör auf die Stimme in dir Prozentiges Ödig, Warnung, mich bis in Edelweiß rein und Knetecho, sonst klebt die Nase. Nasenscheidenwand weggefressen, Zähne fehlen in kein Expressen. Kinder auf, nur drei Lines, Gesetze, keine Interesse. Butterfly, Messer stecken, so groß wie Justin Biebers Arm. Wenn ich sage, jeder hat hier Dreck am Stecken, rede ich nicht von Arsch, ich von Arvia. Ich sag, Blasen soll Justizia, während im Drive-By aus dem Honda Civic. Sorry, das war nicht ich, sondern Ibris. Sick, 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 ich Brüder ficken mit dem Dajjal. Kriegsgebiet, meine Herkunft, der Grund, warum mein Vater herkam. Vorne Maß, Nachname, Gewalt steht in meinem Dokument, im Pass vom German. Engel im Herz, Teufel im Kopf. Engel im Herz, Teufel im Kopf. Hör auf die Stimme in dir, hör auf die Stimme in dir. Hör auf die, hör auf die Stimme in dir. Hör auf die Stimme in dir, hör auf die Stimme in dir. days of Virgo season. We are in the midst of Mercury retrograde in Libra. And on top of that, Pluto, Neptune, Saturn, Chiron, our wounded healer, and Uranus are all retrograde. That is a lot of retrogrades. Plus, three smaller planetary bodies additionally also retrograde. Usually on this show, I get into the astrology. I tell you the difference between Pluto retrograde and Uranus retrograde, but I'm so tired. I love astrology so much. I have since I was a little child. But as of right now, the reason everything is awful is war on our beautiful planet. Billionaires abusing the world's resources and exploiting everyone else. 
late-stage capitalism, the neoliberal hellscape we call clear communication, the fact that buying food has become so ducking expensive, and in the midst of this, someone like you and someone like me, we sit down at our desk and we think to ourselves, what kind of art should I create today? Because it's the only thing that matters. The coffee break, a text from someone that you want to have sex with, your mother using the right pronouns, finally, the world is collapsing and so are we. We are collapsing inward. And I am not a hero, and you probably aren't either. And if you are, I salute you. And if not, we are collapsing together. So it's a great day. Go for a brisk walk for your silly little mental health and listen to this podcast episode. Until next time, Rose Quartz Blessings, XO, XO.